Celebrate the 4th of July from the comfort of home and save on must-haves during Kohl's Friends and Family Sale. This Thursday through Sunday, take an extra 20% off festive tops for the family, patio furniture, and get 10% off outdoor toys. Plus, get Kohl's cash. Plus, limited contact store drive-up. Shop Kohl's and Kohl's.com. Offers valid June 25th through 28th. 20% off with promo code FAMILYSHOP. 10% off toys, offers, and coupons do not apply. Select styles. Some exclusions apply. See store or Kohl's.com for details. Today, answers matter more than ever before. That's why IBM is helping businesses manage customer questions with Watson Assistant. It's conversational AI designed to work for any industry. Let's put smart to work. Visit ibm.com slash Watson Assistant. and brewing once again boys we are back they officially allowed us to come back and drink their beers for our podcast um we can be found on the bgn uh bgn.fm we can be found on spotify itunes soundcloud uh help me out sterling what else uh i heart radio i heart radio facebook twitter Oh, we're on, uh, for you millennials out there, we are now on the uh, Snapchat. I have absolutely no idea of how to use it. Yeah, Instagram. But we're on. And didn't you want to bring up, you know, the apps that you can use to listen to us? Yeah, so you can do iTunes, or the the iPod, whatever it is, app. Uh, Spreaker has an app. Uh, Spotify's got their own app. Uh, SoundCloud, I think, has their own app. iHeart, obviously, has their own app. Yep. Uh, I noticed last week you can Google Google see Podcast, and there are... Like half a dozen other things that we come up with. Yeah, it's, so. we're we're everywhere. So. Yeah. Find us. It is uh, tot time today at Dual Citizen. So if you hear any young kids in the background, uh, that is not us. That is a bunch of little kids here uh, playing while their parents drink beers, which is a great idea. And it, you know, in retrospect, my daughter was like, "I want to come with you." And I was like, "No, you can't." No, well, I go back. You could have brought her. She could go over there and you know yeah. be with the tots. Um, some housekeeping things before we get started, guys. Uh, I do want to apologize to our fans for my uh, last week's, uh, two weeks ago, our podcast. I got a little inebriated at the end of our podcast last week. Uh, it was at my house, so I didn't have to drive anywhere. Uh, and when I listened to it, yeah, I sounded very drunk. Uh, and I apologize for that. Uh, you know, I'd been in a car accident two weeks before that. I was, you know, kind of Still. in a bad mood. You know, I just had to get a new car payment. I was, you know, I was it, it having was, a good time. And you, we all were having a good time on doing that one. And it, certainly, I think you could definitely tell from the start of that podcast to the end, we we could tell the yeah. trajectory was kind of yeah. getting down. We got there. a little bit, we got a little bit uh, out of control. So uh, if anybody stopped listening because of that, uh, feel free to listen back because I will uh, calm myself now. Uh, I'll be good. So and I tried tirelessly to edit the ending of that yeah. because it was running over two hours. Never run over two hours. Yeah, and Tony just kept dragging it on and on and on. I, I could not. It was impossible. when I get drunk, I'm a talker. I just like to talk. That's my deal. Um, so I apologize for that, boys. Uh, you know, 
my wife yelled at me when I got back upstairs after that. She was not happy with me being that drunk on a Sunday afternoon. So, anywho. So, speaking um, of being drunk, what are you drinking? Well, I am drinking the Humboldt, which is their uh, IPA. Uh, very good stuff. Uh, I think I had this last time. It was fantastic. Uh, Stevens, what do you got over there? Yeah, I'm having the Wesley, which is a... Um, it's a white chocolate stout, so Ooh. of course that's right up my alley. It's and like they, Christmassy. It is. It is. You know, it's just creamy. It's delicious. And they, and they didn't have it on the uh, menu last time, so I figured okay. I had to give it a try. So far, so good. Sure. And I've got the the coffee brown. Right? That would be the Franklin. The Franklin. Yeah. Franklin. Uh, really good. Uh, lots of roasted flavor in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, doesn't really smell like coffee, which is kind of nice. It smells like roasted, roasted barley. Roasted barley. Good, good stuff. Good smooth beer. It's fantastic. Yeah, they have fantastic beers here. We had them last time, and we're gonna drink more of them today. So, um, we have two special guests today from the True North Elite. We have Corey and Zach, um, and the reason why we're here today at Dual Citizen is because. This is going to be now the True North Elite's home base. Yep, yep. For home, home games. Right? For home, home games. games. Home yep. games. Yep. So you guys are going to come here before the games, yep. take the light rail, and head over to the stadium. Correct. Which is cool. And uh, the guys here at Dual Citizen are cool with you guys doing that. And you set that up, and that's Absolutely. fantastic. You guys Absolutely. now have a home. So. Yes. So um, how did you guys uh, decide on this particular brewery? So the original plan was, is I, I am a neighbor of the uh, Dual Citizen, so I, I've spent a, a few times here, and when we started talking about looking for a new home, we wanted uh, just a couple of things. We wanted something close to the light rail, obviously, to get us to the stadium, and we wanted somewhere where we felt welcome. So I, I, me personally, I, I thought of Dual Citizen immediately, and I let our match day people know, which Zach is one of them, that... Uh, hey, we should check out Dual Citizen. They're a uh, good group of people, and, and it would be a great home for us. So, cool. I, I think later that night I emailed them. Within a, I think the next week we were set up and and everything like that. So it's it's been probably one of the easiest things we've ever had to do as a that is true as a collective, you know, supporters group. So it's it's been awesome so far dealing with these guys, and I can't wait to get in here next year. So run us through what you guys are gonna do. As this, this being the home base, yep. run us through what you guys are going to do during game days. So you can come here. What time are you guys going to be here at? Um, depending on mat, you know, the match day, of course. Mm-hmm. If it's if it's early or late, whatever. Usually we get here, what, three hours, three and a half hours before? Uh, yeah. Uh, on average, but usually about two hours beforehand. We'll, okay. we'll start showing up. We, you know, we sell merchandise, so we set up our, our merchandise table, and people show up, and we... Uh, Usually, you know, they have a match on. We'll so we'll watch a match and and we'll you know do some chants and we'll be rowdy and loud as True North Elite tends to do. And then about half an hour to 45 minutes before match time, we'll march on out of here, get on the train, and take ourselves down to how all so. Yeah. And then most of the time after the matches too, we'll come back and kind of depending if we win or lose, you know, that's sure. how rowdy it'll be <laughs> afterwards. Right, right, right. But we'll come back kind of you know have one more beer or something. Mm-hmm kind of relax and talk about the match and and then go on our way home. But And so do you think they'll accommodate, say, the earlier kickoffs, you know, the occasional you might have a 1 o'clock Saturday kickoff or their normal opening hours here, I believe, are noon? Would they accommodate 
I, I believe so. I'm, um, we'll have to have more discussions, you know, once the schedule's released for next year. But from the little bit of conversations we've had, it doesn't seem like it's going to be an issue. Okay. And they're going to accommodate as best they can for us. So sure. Very excited. For awesome. Her. So if anybody out here is listening, if you're going to be on the light rail an hour before game time for the loons around uh, this area in Minneapolis, I would uh, suggest you take another rail because the uh, <laughs> yeah. two North Elite guys will be on there after having a couple of beers at Dual Citizen. It's going to be a little rowdy. Oh, oh, no, we actually encourage you, please be on that train. <laughs> uh, so, so most match days, we fill up an entire car going over to the stadium. And from the time we get to the platform, until the time we get to the stadium, we sing and chant the entire time we're on the train. Yeah. Cool. The entire time on the platform, the entire time off the platform. So we encourage you to join us while we do that. We and how many stops is it between it's two, here and two stops? Two, two stops. stops. Yep. Yeah. So we're we're here right away, right right basically across the street from Raymond Ave, isn't it? Yeah. And then there's Fairview, and then Snelling would be the yep. spot to yep. get off that. So it's yep. pretty convenient. You could even walk. I think it's less than two miles walk yeah, if you so want to march mile, down there. Mile and right. almost a mile and a half. Nice. So yeah, you know, I think um, I I'm a member of American Outlaws. Okay. Uh, I've never been a Minnesota United supporter. Okay. Section guy, but um, it's I think the the chanting and yep. the singing is that type of atmosphere uh, is, is so cool and I think it's something that's very obviously isolated to soccer yes and and so so many Americans have absolutely no grasp on what that type of culture is yes and so yeah I, I agree yeah you know you, you want to turn people towards soccer that's absolutely. something to definitely check out and get stuck on a train yes. car yes yeah. uh, I have a question about the True North Elite Hopefully you guys can answer this. So how did True North Elite become True North Elite? I mean, where did you guys start? Where did it kind of so I come think, up? I think I can answer this. Um, yeah. <laughs> so there was a group of five five, uh, five guys that we call them the founders. So there's four Arsenal guys and a Tottenham guy, surprisingly enough. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> and one day, one day, because they show a lot of EPL games down at the local, down downtown. And they just sat at a table and they saw the supporters culture here with United and they thought, the supporters culture is good, but we can make it great. So they decided they wanted to branch off from the dark clouds, start their own group, and do things just a little differently the way that they wanted to do. So, and then I came in, the first match they formed, I was there, and I've been there ever since, that was 2015. So, yeah, it, it's just, we want to do things a little different. Yeah. The way the way the other supporters groups and a lot of groups in America, they have an American style of support. Okay. Where it's, you know, you clap and you, you know, you do. We, we prefer to do things a little more European. Right. So, so I'm just looking at an article that was written by 551, and this was last year. And just uh, just the headline, I just want to see if this you would agree with this. It basically says, True North Elite are an alternative supporters group with a harder edge, a much harder edge. Do you agree with what they wrote there? I would say yes on the harder edge. I wouldn't say we're necessarily an alternative group. I would say if you if you want if you want to know what it's like to jump around, have fun, and get the most support for our club, I would say that's what we try to do. 
try to do and try to encompass, you know, as a, as a, as a whole. So. so, in terms of, I guess they maybe refer to you guys as ultras, I suppose, right? Or is it not quite that? Um, I mean... So, I wouldn't say ultras necessarily. Obviously, ultras tend to be more violent, I guess. That's and, it, yeah, exactly. exactly. But if, if, you, if you were trying to find a word, you're edging toward that. These are Minnesotans. We're not violent in Minnesota. We're <laughs> passive aggressive. So, so what I would say is, I don't even know if we can use the ultras culture. Yeah. But, and like I said before, we tend to more European without without the violence, without the racism, sexism, yeah, homophobia. Yeah. So, sure. we're intense. I'll use I'll use that word. So, I mean, there there are there are supporters groups in Minnesota that are ultras and they're good people and all but that's not what we do so so did you uh, being that I mean from an outside perspective I think you guys you guys are definitely edgy with the yes so did that has that kind of made it more difficult to attract members or, or I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say difficult um, it to be honest, I, that edginess has actually kind of brought in a lot more people. Okay. Yeah. Um, they they like to they like to be kind of part of that edgy and and very you know full ninety loud all that yeah. stuff. Um, I can't say that we've impressed everybody <laughs> with some of the stuff we do, but um, a lot a lot of our members now see us as well. You know, we're not the it's um, the best way of putting it. We're not the um, cartoony kind of. <laughs> okay. Car- cartoony, I, you know, uh, make jokes. We're we're there to, hey, you know, like. So so we're more of a group that, I mean, you know, Dark Clouds and I don't want to speak for them, but they're more of a, a party atmosphere. So they they want to come and they and sing songs and drink beer and. and you know, have a good time, and we're more of a, you know, get the entire stadium up and moving and jumping and and, sure. and chanting and, and yeah. making a being loud. So, so, you guys are kind of like, I, I guess, or I should say, Dark Clouds are kind of like the American Outlaws. That's how yes. I've always. Yes. Yes. As yes. a matter of fact, I mean, the number of games that I've gone to with AO, it right. is kind of that. As a matter of fact, a lot of their leadership are AO. Leaders for this chapter. Yep. Yep. So. So they, yeah, they tend to steer towards the towards the outlaws way, sure. and like I said, we we're, and I can use some other supporters groups as examples. We're more of like the Cauldron in Kansas City, yeah, yeah. Timbers Army in Portland, yeah. the ECS in Seattle. Yep. We're, we're we tend to lean more that direction. So yeah. it's just it it's just two different styles that we blend together to make yeah. we think a pretty good combination. So what, what's your membership at right now? I mean, do you guys have any idea? We're roughly between 200 and 250 members. Oh, nice. Yeah. Very cool. So. Yep. And then that, babe, did you, did, and you were founded just just at the beginning of the 2017 season? No, no we, uh, 20, we actually 15. were founded in 2015 and, uh, during NASL. So. Okay. Yep. And you've just grown from there. Grown, yep. So how do you guys come up with these chains? I'm curious. And I mean, you guys do some songs, too, where you take popular songs and we turn them around. Um, it, it's literally kind of just a collective. I yeah. mean, um, we have a, a match day committee, and we'll, um, 
or if anybody has a song idea, it's just, hey, send it to us. And if it works, you know, we'll, we've even done YouTube videos where we went back to NASL and we tried out some new songs and we posted them. Hey, what do you guys think? And, yep. and stuff like that. I mean, it's, it's literally collective. And if it works, we'll do it. If it doesn't, we just kind of push it to the wayside. So, um, we literally take ideas from it. Right. And that's the way True North really is. We're, we're not just, you know, we have a board of eight. We're not just eight or ten people controlling everything. We're a, we're a collective. So yep. if anybody has an idea, we take that idea. We try to make it work in, uh, the best we can, whether it's chance or anything. Did and you say collective? When you say collective, I think of the board in Star Trek. <laughs> <laughs> he knows what I'm talking about. Uh, I also know what you're talking about. Um, I'm just kidding. We're collective without putting electronics in your face. So, there you go. There you go. so yeah, but that's the way we operate. We're, we're, we're all is one. Yeah. So, you know. So and, did, did you guys come up with the black and blue chain? Or was yes. That? That's a True North Elite. That, okay. Yeah. That's a True North Elite NASL chant from 2016. See, that's my favorite one. I, I had seats. My season tickets are in or were in um, 109. Okay. Okay. And so I've always loved that chain. Right. But I'm way over on the other side. Good. And now you guys can get that. The team side gets into it. But my side never, ever got into it. And yeah. so it would literally be me. And you, you, you've talked me into doing it a couple I, I, times. Yeah, I've talked to Dave into so, doing yeah. it if he sat with me, but it's like... We're the only ones standing It's a fantastic chant, because yeah. It's, yeah. it's just a fun chant. But. Yeah. Your side is not the greatest. I, there was one game I went to with, with him, we're sitting there, and there was a play in the box or something yeah. like that. And I was yelling about it, saying, that's a foul. Guys two rows behind me, and United Gear going, that wasn't a foul. I'm like, uh, if you're a fan, <laughs> come on, man. If you're a okay. fan, then yell at it. And the guy was like yelling at me like, because I was getting mad. Like, if yeah. you're a fan of this team, you, you yell for everything, regardless of whether it's good or bad. Right, yep. exactly. You yell for everything. Exactly. You know? exactly. I watch Vikings games every Sunday. And guess what? Every play that's against the Vikings, oh, it's, you know, it's terrible. Yep. Yeah, whatever. Yep. Even if it wasn't terrible. Yeah. No, he wasn't holding them. No way. <laughs> no, 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 I don't see that. No, no. Oh, yeah, the jersey's tugging. Yeah, he's not. No, no. It just it amazed me. I was like, if you're a fan of this team, then you you cheer for them and you get you know get pissed off about that type of stuff. Exactly. You know? I, I hate yeah. to say it's stereotypical Minnesota. Ridiculous. Um, I'm gonna ask you guys a question about the old NASL days. Okay. Now you guys been up to this. You guys went up to the stadium in yep. Blaine numerous times. Yes, yep, absolutely. I have so many fond memories of that place. We talk about it on this podcast a lot. It was so nice to be close to the field. Yep. Uh, we used to stand, we'd get tickets, and we would stand behind one of the goals okay. and yell at the opposing goalkeeper. Oh, oh goal yeah, team. yes, we did too. And what I would do is I'd go on my phone and I'd look up where they were from. And if they were yep. from like Russia, I'd find Russian stuff and I'd be yelling Russian things. <laughs> uh, and it was so much fun to, to yeah. be there. Yep. And then we moved to TCF Bank. And things got a little more, you know, major league, major league yeah, soccer. Yeah, we're yeah, not yeah. small anymore. Yeah, yeah. And now we're going to Allianz Field. Yep. Do you think that any of the old Blaine, you know, stadium field could come to Allianz a little bit? I I absolutely believe that in, that intimacy. Yes, will yes. be back. Um, you know, we rented a place for two years and finally bought a home. You're gonna yeah. have that intimate moment where. Right being on the pitch and those players are going to hear you on the corner kicks again and yeah. everything like that it's yeah it's it's finally back and i think it's going to just bring 
bring all the feels back. It, you know. I, I, yeah, I, I agree. It's. I want it. I want it to be like the Blaine. I want it to be like Blaine. I, I love that. We Even though it was minor league, I love going there. I love spending the five bucks to get in. I yeah, love yeah. the atmosphere. I love yep. all that stuff. Going to TCF, of course, like we talked about, not been the same. And going to Allianz, I want it. I, I still want it to be. I just, I don't know if it can ever be that way again, but I, I just want it to be. I, you know, I have a feeling it's, it's going to be. You're never, we're never going to have that small, intimate yeah. feeling that we had at Blaine. Yeah. But I think Allianz and the way it's, the way it's built, the way it's set up, and the way that kind of the front office and the collective of Minnesota United sure. has it. You know, kind of sort it out. It, it's going to be the closest thing we're going to get to that NASL days again, and I'm so excited for it. Yeah, I think it, we're all yeah. very excited. So, has anybody from TNE or even Dark Clouds been able to be in the stadium yet? Yeah, I, okay. I've actually personally already done a walkthrough with it. Okay. Um, some of the some of the TIFO and Match Day representatives were allowed to do a tour with Chris Wright and. Right. It is phenomenal. And so how are they, do they have all the wires set up for TIFOs where you can go up, up, way up, or? Um, so there is, as of right now, I, I think, from what I understand, they're still working on it, okay. but there will be a rigging style where, I don't know if any of you guys watched the MLS Cup last night, Atlanta did the big locomotive, and then yep. from kind of the Raptors, we will have that okay, option, cool. from what I understand. Um, Keep an eye out for the opening TIFO, and if you follow us on Instagram, Twitter, social media, if we need help with TIFO, you you know we'll, we'll post some stuff and stuff like that. You'll be able to see more in depth of how it's going to be. Yeah. Um, they're kind of waiting sure. to announce stuff like that, but it it should be pretty awesome and phenomenal. Yeah. So, so you, you guys have gotten to, or you've gotten to be there. So did you actually get to stand in the sports section? Yes. So how crazy is that? Is that wall? I'm just curious. It's <laughs> steep. It's yeah. really steep. Um, I'll say this: you'll have no issues with flags because it's so steep. You won't. You won't hear flags down anymore. <laughs> At least I hope. At least I hope. Um, but you'll be able to see every aspect, no matter where you stand at the entire field, the stadium, and everything. And it's it's going to be phenomenal. And it's going to be really loud. They're yep. aluminum bleachers, so anytime you jump around, stomp your feet or anything, it's loud. It's really loud, and it's—I think it's going to work out great. You know, the, the safe standing, not having a bleacher to sit on, yep. and a little more stand on, or stand on. Stand on, yeah. <laughs> um, it's just going to work, and it's going to yeah. be awesome. And having that big wall, that crowd of people, is going to be just perfect. So, you mentioned the flags down thing. Okay. Yes. I, I follow you guys on Twitter, and I, I follow numerous people on Twitter, and I cannot believe how much this season I saw tweets about people being pissed off about flags. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. my God, you're in the supporter section. I mean, I, I don't even know, in my seats, if someone had a flag in front of me, I might be upset because it's just normal seats. Right. But it's the damn supporter section that's where flags exist yeah exactly. and it, exactly. you know i was watching uh the final last night yeah uh with my neighbor and he was he's not a big soccer guy he's been to a couple games yeah he was he was talking mentioned some of their flags are huge 
Yeah. And he was just like, well, that's kind of cool. He's like, but it blocks the view. And I'm like, well, it's in the supporter section, so they can get it. Mm -hmm. But we apparently have supporters for Minnesota United that it's, don't get it. It's not so much that we don't have... We, we don't have supporters that don't understand. It's it's kind of the traveling fans that buy that kind of cheaper ticket in the supporter section uh, okay. and it, just, you know, click all the way through and don't read the disclaimer. Hey, you're going to have, right. okay, gotcha. you know, stuff like that. And and that's really what it, what it boils down to. It's just people that want the cheap ticket to kind of free roam. Yeah. Then they get there and they're like, well, this is terrible. It's like, well, you... You're in the supporter section. It's gonna right, happen. Right. You're gonna have to yep. stand, sing, chant with us. To we're gonna try and get you to have the most pure support feel. You know, in the right. MLS. So, so at Allianz, in the supporter section, there are you mentioned earlier there are no seats. It's, all, it's just it's all standing. Do yep. they, and they, and they have a rail in front of you. They do. So you're not gonna, so, okay. So. Yep. And then um, they actually, for like the Gold Cup match coming up, there yeah. actually will be a bleacher up so you can sit down. Um, but right. that's that's for FIFA standards. That's not during MLS games. They will be sure. down. Down. Yep. So. All right. Um, cool. Since you guys are here, and of course you're big uh, United fans, Yep. let's talk about the uh, general manager of this team. Okay. The GM. <laughs> Manny. Okay. Manny. Uh, yeah, sure. Sure. What are you guys' thoughts on Manny? Because we've <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> we've had we've had numerous conversations on this sure. podcast about sure. Manny. Uh, is he doing what yeah. he should do? Is he not doing what he should do? I think our consensus has been he's done some okay things, but he's also done some really poor things. You know? And it, I have an I have one of those gnomes, gaffer gnomes yeah. that they oh, gave yeah. out. Yeah. And I, I made a cardboard sign that hangs around his neck that says Manny out. Yeah. Okay. Because I, I really I'm all us three I really do not like them. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean we've never obviously maybe you guys want to tread carefully. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I never tread carefully. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I'll I'll say this. I know Manny. Manny's a good he's a good dude. I think he's Overmatched in the job he's in. Okay. Um, he's a he was a great he was a good good coach. Talent perspective, there's just been way too many misses for me than there's been hits. So if he goes, I I would be happy. <laughs> but but yeah, it, I think it's time. I, I appreciate all he's done for Minnesota and all he's done for Minnesota soccer oh, and, no and things like that, but I, I think it's time. It, it's it's time to go in a new direction. It's it, it's just it's time for a, a new fresh face to get in there and and, and find players that fit MLS. I, so. And for me too, it's watching Atlanta win the MLS Cup last night. Yeah. I, I think that kind of really put a thorn in everyone's side from Minnesota too because. They, and, you know, we came in at the same time in MLS, and there was literally two different ends of the spectrum of how we wanted to build, you know, each, yep. Yep. each team. And it goes to show you that the way that Manny and the way, Min, you know, Minnesota United was built, obviously it's kind of worked. And then the way that Atlanta was set up, right. you know, well, worked, worked well, and, and they have... Um, you know, they won the MLS Cup, and they're developing a lot faster than we are, yep. you know, with, with their younger generations sure. and stuff yeah. like that. And once they, you know, 
Tata Martino's leaving and their top strikers are leaving, probably going to the EPL. Yep. You know, it's and then they're they'll still be good next year because they'll they'll bring in somebody or bring up somebody. And they'll reap the benefits from those transfers. I yeah. mean, oh, obviously they don't get absolutely. as much with MLS, but with how the structure goes, but they're still going to get a significant amount of coin. Yep. And then they can reallocate that money back in, you know, yeah. into the all the developmental stuff. Right. So, and they can do that because we talked about the show numerous times. Arthur Blank is the owner. Yes. Yep. And Arthur Blank can spend. He spent a lot of money on that team. Yeah. He's got a huge, big stadium. Yep. He put the butts in the seats at. Yep. Builds it and every he time. It. And he also has what I love about him is his concession prices are super cheap too. Yep. Yes, yeah. they are. Um, and like you said, different ends of the spectrum. The United came from kind of a growing type of thing. We were in the NASL. We brought those guys up. Yep. Um, so it's a totally different. I always said three years. Three year plan yeah. was the deal. Atlanta they said could, seven. Days seven. Seven. <laughs> seven. I have been on that. You must be a Twins fan. Yeah, I'm a Twins fan too. So yeah, we, we have that on the last episode. Yeah. He, he, we got him to admit to. I think he said five. To five. Seven. Yeah. But I think that growing a team, you can do it that way. You right. Can. Well, yeah. I don't know if Manny was the right person to do that, and I think that he got a lot longer leash because he's a Minnesota guy. Yep. Yep. Minnesota and soccer all the time and everything. And anybody else would have been out of here. Yes, sure. A lot sooner. And I, yes, I agree with you. I agree with everything you're saying. And I mean, I, I'm not. I don't know if I have a strong opinion on Manny one way or the other. But I always just raise the question. You know, is he hand, is he kind of handcuffed? You know, you mentioned Arthur Blank, his open checkbook. Yeah. You know, he had a stadium that was paid for, where yeah. the ownership here, you know, paid Did essentially right paid for the stadium. Yeah. So is he is Manny handcuffed because he doesn't have the for now the funds available? Is that going to change going forward? It, it should. With now that we're already, if they do in. the same thing the Twins did when they moved into Target Field, and they decide, well, we're gonna have this new stadium, and we're gonna be able to spend gobs of money, and they didn't do it, and I think a lot of your fans are gonna be pissed off. That's a good point. I mean, Twins fans were pissed off for a long time after they moved to the new stadium yep. and didn't sign anybody except for Joe Mauer. Well, they, they still are. Yeah, yeah exactly Danny right. Twins fan. Yeah, yeah. And and my thing always is comparing us to Atlanta is our collective ownership group is worth more than Arthur Blank. It is, I mean, yeah. we we have money. Yeah, we do. So, I the stadium, you know, I appreciate them building, you know, all that. But there's money there, you know. Yeah. There is. So, but it's Arthur Blank is one of those guys who just throws that, money around. That is you know? that is He's, very true. You know, that is very true. And and we've talked about this in the podcast too. Yeah. How he didn't have to spend a dime on a stadium. No, true. Uh, it he was already had. All, it. it was covered by the NFL by taxes. Yep, yep. That's true. Um, you know, I think I saw on Twitter yesterday, I think it was, um, how, you know, had we been able to spend it, you know, if we didn't have a state or we didn't have to pay for the state. Right. And we would have been able to put even $50 million toward that. Yeah. I mean, toward our players. I mean, that would be huge. Absolutely. Um, but, yeah, I agree. <laughs> I mean, overall, they have plenty of money. They have money. Right. They're, they're being very selective in how they do it. Correct. Um, yeah. So, you guys are probably a bit more in tune with the team than we are. Okay. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Maybe I'll maybe I'll retract this question and go somewhere else. Um, do you guys have any opinion on how we're developing players? I mean, from my perspective, I like how we're doing the academy by starting young and yeah. slowly moving yep. them forward. Right. Obviously, you have. Uh, Atlanta, I think, started right away with the 17s. Yeah, so. Um, yeah. 
you know, do you guys have opinions on, on how we're developing? I think on that side of it, we're, um, we're, we're doing well with the developmental stuff. Um, I, I can't say that there's much news about it. No. Um, which, I mean, probably no news is good news. That means, right. you know, the developmental is working and stuff like that. Um, I, I just think in time, we'll know more in time. It, it's, right. it's still in its infancy, so we'll see if, you know, we can get that homegrown player, kind of like how Vancouver's done with... Uh, Davies. With Davies, yeah. Yep. I mean... Yeah, that was huge. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's major. Right. But, like I said, we'll, we'll see. Um, I think next year will be a big year for us with the developmental stuff and potentially, you know, finding if we have that star kind of attraction coming up and, and uh, just kind of moving forward from there. Yeah. I think next year is going to be a big year, not just for stadium, but for our team and, and for the organization and just with everything coming up. I think we're yeah. I think we're really waiting for Allianz to open to right. really start pushing that. So. Sure. All right, so let's let's leave soccer for a second. Okay. Let's talk about keepers of North. Okay, absolutely. So, you know, it, it's great to see the team as as the franchise or whatever you want to call right. it. Um, engage in the community, but to see the supporter section do something like this, yeah, especially when you guys don't have to, um, right? Uh, you know, tell us about why Keepers of the North exists. Um, you know, maybe go into detail of what you guys do. Yeah, this this, this is all core. So I, I'm actually I'm actually the director of Keepers of the North. So I, I run the Keepers of the North organization. So we at the beginning of twenty end of twenty sixteen beginning of twenty seventeen we decided that. It's great to show up on match day and cheer for you know cheer for the full 90 and do all of that, but we can do so much more. We can we can go out into our communities and we can actually help people that you know that could use an you know use a hand. So our thing was is that you know there's a lot there's a lot of organizations out there you know you got cheer united ways and, and, and groups like that and and they're great, but we wanted to go out and help organizations in the community surrounding Allianz because that's our home. But we wanted to help organizations that get overlooked or under they're underrepresented. They're organizations that you know they're they're not getting big checks from corporate corporate sponsors and they're not they're not getting all of that stuff. They're you know getting you know five, ten, twenty dollars here and there from you know from people in the neighborhood. We wanted to go out and you know not only with our people to go out and do things for them, but with our pocketbooks as well. So that's kind of where Keepers of the North started. So we do we do a lot of stuff in St. Paul. There's a bunch of great organizations that just people just don't know about. So that's 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 where we come in. You know, we come in with as True North League and as Keepers of the North to show that you know we see you, we know you're there. Yeah. So. And what was uh. What was the one we did for last night at the teeny party? We so, so money and right. So right now we're raising money and we're collecting food and personal, you know, personal items for seniors for an organization called Keystone Community Services, which is actually about six blocks from Dual Citizen. Oh, cool. and basically they they help seniors and, and low income families in the Midway area. Okay, and that's cool. and that's what they do. So, nice. so if you had to pick like your favorite one. I know this is maybe a dumb question, but I mean, if you really had to just pick the one that you maybe 
didn't think it would be turn into something that it did. And so, so everybody, I have I have a committee of four people. One of them is Brian, who's sitting right behind me. Um, so they all know I have I. I have a soft spot and I have a pet project in my heart. There's an organization called Halley Q Brown Community Center. They're over on Dale, Dale Street in 94, about a mile from the stadium. And they're an, they're an organization to help low-income families, they help homeless families. They've been there for 90 years. And they're just, they're just an amazing group of people. They have a staff of about 12 people. And they're, they're, they're so awesome. I mean, they're, they're so amazing. And, I encourage everybody listening and every, just just go check them out. They're, they're such a good group of people and they help so many people. It's, oh, wow. it's, it's so awesome. So, uh, I mean, if any listener wants to help or participate in any way, uh, do you guys have like a particular website or do you just we go do. to your Elite's website? No, or? so we have, we're on Facebook and Instagram at Keepers of the North and we're on Twitter at North Keepers. And any event we do, and any fundraising that we do, you can go to any of those any of those social media sites. You find anything up to do if you want to know, have any information, any questions that you want to know about us. Uh, you can shoot us a message. We respond. I try to respond within 15 minutes. Oh, <laughs> so That's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. So we we would love your help. This year we put in right around 500 hours. Of community service time we've raised over $2,500 uh, and my goal every year is to increase that by 20% so if, 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 if you know I encourage all of you to come out and help I, I, I want to shoot for 750 community service hours next season and I you know I would love to have you three I would love to have anybody listening to please reach out come out and help we, we, we would love your support so are Keepers of the North and True North Elite separate entities by title, but like do most of the True North Elite members, are they, do they yeah, so encourage to participate? So Keepers of the North is the philanthropic or the charitable arm of True North Elite. Okay. So we're, we're not a technical nonprofit, but we're more the nonprofit arm of True North Elite. So we work hand in hand. I would say 90% of our volunteer hours are done by True North Elite members. Yep. 80 to 90 percent of them, all the fundraising is done. It comes from two North Elite members. So, but like I said, we, we, we view it as a we're out in the community. Come see us. Oh, by the way, if you're a soccer fan, we're also with two North Elite. Here's what we do. Please come join us on match days as well. So yeah, cool. it kind of works hand sense. in hand. You know, we 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 do good out in the community. We can also we. I don't say we use it as a way to attract new members, but it, it, <laughs> if it's a, if it's a bonus, hey, that's hey, great. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Um, you guys got anything else? I, you know, I guess maybe you guys want to talk about the Wonderwall a little bit because I know that's a new thing this year um, with the whole. I, I mean, I guess you guys officially incorporated. Uh, kind of. So. There's been a, um, they call it a general benefit corporation, which is kind of a nonprofit, but it allows us to raise money. And that corporation's been around for a couple of years now. And what Minnesota United has, they have an affiliate program. So anybody with a certain number of members, anybody that meets certain requirements can be a part of this affiliate program. And what we decided to do was take this affiliate program 
take all of the supporters group and roll it up into one group under this general benefit corporation. We called it the Wonder Wall. Yeah. It's obvious. <laughs> yeah. And so now we use that collective to do things like match day, yep. TIFO, community service. The Dark Clouds have a community service organization well called Silver Lining. They yep. do a bunch of good work. With this Wonderwall, we now collaborate on a few things. We do stuff like that. So it's kind of a get everybody together, get everybody on the same page, and try to make things better. And it's and since we you know uh, kind of announced it, I believe it was August. August. August, and um, really like True North Elite working with Dark Clouds and kind of the other affiliates. I I think it's really worked well, and I'm oh. I'm really excited for so what's to come. I mean. We had, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. Absolutely not. It's, we didn't really work very well together when t &E started and stuff like that. We really butted heads, but then we kind of pushed all the, the BS aside and, and really this past year started working together and it's it's been phenomenal so far. And yep. um, just kind of keep your eye out for what, what's to come next year. So. And, that, and that's kind of what I was wondering, like how, how the multiple supporters groups kind of coexist within that same section. You know, how do you coordinate when you do your cheers and when you, you know, how you go back and forth? Is that something you have to sit down and agree upon before? Um, so, sort of. Oh, almost oh, whoa, fell. Whoa, whoa. Yeah, don't, <laughs> don't let the crippled kid fall, sorry. Um, so, Wonderwall match date in season, I think we're gonna meet here soon, kind of in the next year, but we meet once a month. And that comes from, I'm the head of the TNE Match Day Committee, so we'll get some from TNE Match Day, some from Dark Clouds, uh, Red Loons, and stuff like that. Right. We've met here a few times. We'll get together and we'll kind of go through what works the past few games, what hasn't worked. Um, marches, we'll get together and do all that stuff. And then we also have, uh, uh, communicating platform called Slack that a lot of us are on and we'll communicate a couple days before usually like the Wednesday or Thursday before we'll get all the logistics together and stuff like that and it's worked really well and it, it shows when you know the, the 50k match the, the Surly March yep. that was all put together through the Wonderwall match day yep. and a bunch of us got it together and it, it I don't know if any of you guys were there but it worked I thought flawlessly it was yep. awesome and yep but it, it, that's what it comes down to. And then TIFO's the same way. We have a, a bunch of collective people from each side. And, and yep. for the most part, it works. For the for the parts that it makes sense to come together, it come, it's come together, and it's come together pretty pretty smoothly. But, you know, there are some places that better left separate. But sure. <laughs> sure. So, uh, more for my benefit than anything. Uh, you guys have stuff for sale. Yes. Can right. anyone buy that? Absolutely. Yep. I mean, because I've always, like I said, I'm not, I'm not a member of the sports groups, but I've always felt a, an affinity towards North Elite. I'm, I'm a bit of a punk rocker. You guys kind of have that edgy feel that I exactly. like. Exactly. Awesome. So, okay, I might have to buy something. Right? Okay. Yeah. But so, yeah, it's on anybody else that wants to buy something. So, so last night we just took an order from Europe. Nice. We're shipping it out this, or shipping it out tomorrow morning. Very so, cool. like I said, we'll, we'll sell, we'll sell any, anywhere in the world. So. Right. I mean, if you if you want to buy stuff, we'll talk after this. And yep. my wife is actually the, our merch coordinator. Okay. So cool. I have stuff at my house, so right. we'll talk after this. But truenorthelite.com. It's truenorthelite.com. All of our stuff's on there that we have for sale right now. And yep. keep an eye out uh, this next year, right before the season starts. We're going to have 
quite stuff. a bit new stuff yep. dropped, so we're yep. working on it right yep. now. All right. Well, is there anything that you guys want to add on free? Just so say I would say, you if, if you're interested in True North Elite, you can check us out. Uh, we have a website, truenorthelite.com. We're on Facebook, uh, Twitter, and Instagram at True North Elite. And come to a match and come to support a section and spend spend a match with Drew North Fleet and the Wonderwall. So. Also keep an eye out too if you want to learn more about us. We'll be doing, uh, leading up to the season, we're going to do kind of get-togethers and stuff like that. Like I said, uh, as we've mentioned before, Dual Citizen will be our home for all home matches. And um, we've also partnered now with Finnegan's Brewery for all away matches. That's going to be our away watch parties oh, yeah. right in the heart cool. of downtown. So come out to one of those next season. Otherwise, um, follow us on social media. We're going to have get-togethers and volunteer events and meet some of us. We're not we're not we're not all as maybe aggressive <laughs> and rowdy as, as we show on match days. So, um, yeah, just check us out. I mean, we're we just like to have fun. So, <laughs> yep. well, I want to uh, thank both you guys for coming. Uh, thanks, thanks for having us. And Zach, uh, North Elite. Uh, we're going to take a quick break, guys. We're going to get some more beers and we're going to come back you guys want to hang out and uh, crack wise with us, feel free. Okay. Uh, we're going to get into some yeah. other stuff, but uh, we'll be back in a couple minutes. Into the MLS final from last night. Okay, wait. I already told Zach that I was going to do this. Shout out to Captain Leader Legend John Terry uh-huh. for his 38th birthday. Okay, and yep. the fact that Chelsea managed to beat Man City yesterday 2 0. Took him wow. down. So handily beat him 2 0. Helped Liverpool get the. Prior, prior to yesterday, when was the last time they were able to win and beat them? When's the last time who? They beat Man Chelsea City. beat Man City. Uh, oh, maybe last. No. No. The la- I don't I think know, they the won last, at all last. The last three matches they lost. Yeah. Um, I think we're going back closer to like the year Chelsea won the league. Was the last Probably. time they beat them. Yeah. So, so it's been a while. Yeah. So sorry. I'm wearing my Chelsea gear because of that. Shout, well, out, shout out Twin City Blues if you guys are listening. Yeah. Hopefully they do. I'll, I'll forgive you guys. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> You're also a Chelsea supporter, I take it. I am, yeah. I, I am definitely not a Chelsea supporter. <laughs> I am an Arsenal supporter, so. There you go. So, shout out to the Minneapolis Gooners. There you go. <laughs> London's at least some color of blue. Yeah. Yeah, West London is a beautiful shade of blue. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I digress. Jeez. Uh, All right. <laughs> so, to the final. MLS final last night. Boys, I couldn't watch it because I was babysitting not only my two girls, but my niece as well. As my wife and her sister and her mom went to uh, 
melting pot without me. Didn't even invite me. Oh. Said, hey, can you watch the kids? And I said, yeah, sure, why not? And uh, they stuck me with all three kids by myself. Uh, so I couldn't watch. I was watching The Incredibles 2. Yeah. Which uh, isn't a bad movie. Isn't a bad movie. Oh. I'd rather be watching Emma's final, but I couldn't watch it. Uh, Stevens, you couldn't watch either because you had plans last night. Yeah, no priorities. I, I had. I was out. Actually, I took a tour of Summit. Went out in Summit. And you took a, took tour? a little brewery tour there, and, and I wasn't invited to that either, or what? <laughs> well, come on. You know, you're I Jiminy Chris, you had the three kids. Yeah. <laughs> I, I could have taken them too. It's fine. It's kid friendly, I'm sure. I would have liked to have watched the match as well. It just kind of went long. So. All right. So Sterling's the only one who actually watched the match. Well, did you guys watch it? Uh, we, yeah, we, we did, did watch okay. the match. Yeah, because yeah, you guys were at your party. Yeah. 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 So Atlanta won. They did. Yes, they did. Okay. And, it, you know, I think what was funny is uh, on Twitter, Minnesota United's Twitter account yes. actually tweeted out support to Portland, which kind of just makes that whole weird rivalry between yes. us and Atlanta more weird. Yeah. I mean the fact that it's their official Twitter account. Yes. <laughs> and I think it was a I think it was a a gif of the the sawing the law, I think is what it was. Yes it was. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just thought that was funny because I was like, you know, I get it. Minnesota United fans have a slight distaste for Atlanta. Yes. Because of the things we that. talked about earlier. You could say that. Yeah. And it, so it's like to put it nicely, I'd say. Yeah. To to have the team. The team's official account throws support behind their opponent. I thought that was, thought that was kind of humorous. I think it was a, more of a Western Conference support. The I, Western I, I hope. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll go with that. Yeah. yeah. So Somebody was, was on Twitter drunk last night. Yeah. <laughs> so i got to ask, the, that foul non-foul against Martinez, I think it was like the seventh minute. Yes. Do you guys think it was a PK? No. No. Okay. I thought it was. Maybe, I side with. I, may, I, I side may be with, biased, but no. <laughs> no. Yeah, so yeah I side with Stuart Holden. I thought it was fun. So was it safe to assume they exceeded their uh, average attendance of fifty-three thousand people? It was seventy-three. Seventy-three thousand. Well, well, that's only going to help their average. Can we talk about the attendance thing a little bit? Because sure. I saw sure. a a tweet or something on Facebook from who did uh, the Timbers play? It was, it was uh, Kansas City. Yeah. Yep. I saw a tweet from there. Uh, their uh, supporters group. Yes, they were pissed off because I guess MLS says, "What is it? You have to five percent of your fan of your stadium." So, so is it, there's a FIFA rule that says for any stadium you have to give five percent of your tickets to uh, uh, away support groups. Yes, and they gave them it was under seventy-three thousand. They gave them a thousand tickets. Yeah, it was under the five percent. Way under the five percent. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's like not even one. That's one and a half percent. That's yeah. A, oh yeah, that's kind of a dick move. How many? What was the number they said? They five, gave a thousand out of oh, seventy. So they should have had what, more. They should have had triple that amount. Yeah. Thirty-five yeah. hundred. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I I saw that and I was like, it's so Atlanta. Yeah. And I, that was the very first thought that came into my head is that's so Atlanta. Oh yeah. And it's like. Yeah. I don't know what that says about me and my opinion of Atlanta, but it just seems like, or, you know, and even, it came up on, uh, I, I'm a frequenter of the Major League Discussion Group on Facebook. Yep. And it, it came up on there, and, you know, there were some Atlanta supporters that were just like, whatever, but it, it makes sense. For whatever reason, it's like, that's just kind of the, 
the attitude that everyone has about Atlanta. It's yeah. just kind of it's great that they have the support. I mean, don't get me wrong. I think I'm rather envious of the fact that they can do what they do. But yeah. it's still one of those things where it's just kind of like just just shut up and go away. I don't, I don't <laughs> like you at all. But I, I, I don't. My feeling is that they should have had 3,500 tickets available. Now, there's many ways you could do this. Yep. You could have said, okay, we have 3,500 tickets available for Portland fans for a set amount of time, and whatever you don't buy, you will give to Atlanta fans, right? You don't have to have the whole 3,500. Right. But at least they should have offered them the 3,500. Exactly. Yeah. And, and that's part of the rule, too, is that they offer them, I think it's up to 72 hours before match time, and then whatever you don't sell, you forfeit. Yeah. But I know that I have friends in Portland and I have friends with the Timbers Army. They sold out those thousand tickets in three and a half hours. Mm. And they, there was a waiting list, a pretty good waiting list. So yeah. they would have sold those 3,500. Sure. Think about so. it, you're going, from, you're going from Portland to Atlanta. Yes. That's not a short flight. No, I mean, not, it's not, at like, not at all. It's not like we were playing like, uh, you know, New York, right. you know, here. Right? It's a pretty short flight. But I mean, they should have let those tickets kind of Absolutely. be in there. Absolutely. It's kind of a dick move like Atlanta. Yeah. Whatever. They'll get, they'll get know, payback. One of the things I really liked about the game was the very end. I think it was like the 93rd minute they showed the Portland supporters. Yep. They were all on their feet, you know, scarves oh, yeah. up. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, it's just like, and it, it was obviously a lot of them. I mean, a thousand. There was a thousand. Yep. And, yep. It, and it, it's, you know, that's, that's pretty cool. I know we, I, Went to Chicago in seventeen. Okay. With uh, with you guys. Okay. Well, I didn't go with you guys. I sat with you guys. Okay. You, you were there uh, though. Yeah. You were there with that us. Was, that was fun. I marched with you guys. Okay. You were there. Yeah. You were there. And you were it, part of us. That was pretty cool because, quite honestly, I still to this day say we were louder than the Chicago. Oh, sports. we we were hands down. Yeah, yeah absolutely, down. we were louder. Not so, I, I appreciate that support, the yeah. away support that Portland showed it that was pretty oh yeah, cool. yeah. 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 especially losing 2-0 well right and you said you know they lost 2-0 like you said but was was the game closer than that 2-0 scoreline so I, I texted a few times and I said that I didn't feel like Portland totally showed up no I, I mean it was like my opinion at last episode I said Atlanta wouldn't win because I felt like Atlanta kind of chokes a bit they they don't do well against Stout defenses. Now Portland's not a stout defense. No, but Portland didn't show up. They were constantly trying to trap. Yeah, and it was like they were just blowing every yeah. single time they tried to do an offside trap. They just snuck the ball past them. It's yeah, it's like what? What are you doing? It just looked lazy. Yeah, uh, but I don't think that overall. I don't. I wouldn't say that Atlanta looked really sharp. They just. We're better. Atlanta was able to play their game last night, yeah. and Portland wasn't able to kind of set up any stability for, for their match. If you kind of watched, it was it was frantic kind of the entire 90 for yep. Portland, from what I thought. It, it, true. And they uh, Portland's big thing is they, they like to you know go up the wings and, and bomb it in, and, mm-hmm. and Atlanta did a great job of shutting down the wings. So they forced them inside, which is not Portland's game whatsoever. Well, so. you, you had Martinez and Elmira, you know, with, with them kind of being divey, but let's be, let's be honest, <laughs> yeah. that's how they were able to take control of the game. Mm-hmm. They, they yep. slowed the pace down and, and they were able to start yep. really, you yep. know, setting, setting up their, their game. So. And, you know, I, I wrote it down a note about how it seems like Elmira 
he always looks like he's whining. Is that just me? No, it's, it's, it's his you. whole face. I actually said in my notes that he needs to fix his face. Because it's like, he just looks like he's whining about everything. Matter of fact, Is that I me? The, I, no, I made the comment last night on over under on how many times they were going to show his face and how many times when they showed his face he was going to be complaining and, and whining. So, <laughs> and I said it at 12. So, All right. so it, it's believe me, it's not just you. All right. Yeah, you know, I, th- I think it was it was a good final. I mean, yeah. the... The TIFO and everything at the beginning was fantastic. The support was loud, yep. and you know the fans, for the most part, get into it. Yeah, you know it's seventy three thousand. Oh. Uh, you know, and it's again, it's really good that you have seventy three thousand fans. That's amazing. I mean, it's fantastic. Yeah. I'd love to see what the TV ratings are going to be because oh, you know we're all, it's always sucks. Yep. yep. Uh, but the team I picked did not win. Uh, well, I think the team we all wanted to win didn't win. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I will say two weeks ago I did pick Atlanta to win. <laughs> I bet you did. <laughs> yes, you did. Well, you're also the five it. to seven year plan, so yeah. you don't yeah. have <laughs> Did you put money on it yesterday? I did not, no. Oh, you should have put money on it then. I'm glad I, I didn't. Should. When you yeah. told me the odds, I was like... I, I should maybe tell them to. I was close to putting money on Portland yesterday. Yeah, it was. was they were minus four fifty. So yeah. that's, that's a pretty nice yeah. bet wow. if you're yeah, If you thought they had a good chance of paying well, in there, which I thought. thought I, mean, so. just, I mean, that's why I brought up. You know, was it a closer game? You know, from someone who didn't watch the game, I can just all I can do is look at the stat line. And I mean, Portland had the possession. The shots were nine to eight in Atlanta's favor. You know, yeah. chances created were three to one in Portland's favor, and it just, you know. Two, two, two to two corners. I mean, the stats just look fairly even. That's why, you know, that's why I'd ask the question. Well, you know, and the the big thing was was Valeri. Yes. He was non-existent. Yeah. Atlanta completely shut him down. And you don't have Valeri. Portland's not gonna. True. Not gonna do it. We do have one of the true North elite leaving right now. Isaac. He's tired of our shit. That's the problem. No, he's not. He's gotta get out of here. <laughs> No, unfortunately, I'm waiting on a ride, so uh, I appreciate everything. Yeah, thanks for coming, Zach. I appreciate it. Thank you. Take it easy. Hopefully, to see you all again soon. Oh, yeah, man. Take care. Yeah, really glad you could make it. Thank you. I appreciate it. And uh, we'll see you all later. Yeah, that's it. Bye. I'm actually going to switch slides, boys, so not three on one here. All right. There. That'll make it easier. Yeah, a little bit. All right, so, and we really talk about the finals anymore. I mean, it is what it is. And Do you have any thoughts, Atlanta, Corey, that you'd like to on the finals? Yeah, yeah. not really. It's yeah. it, it's what I expected. It's, yeah, there's I, I, there's nothing I can add that stood out for me other than what we've already talked about. So, yeah, let's get into uh, a hot topic for us guys. Um, so it was announced that the is it the Johnnies, Johnnies and the Tommies, and the Tommies will play in a game at um, Allianz Field next year. And Sterling is pissed off about it. Sterling's not alone. Now, first of all, has, <laughs> have any of you guys ever been to a you know a St. Thomas St. John's University football game before? No, I've been to a Bethel St. John's game. Okay. I haven't either. I've been. It's always kind of been. A, I'm a Gopher fan, so. I mean, I, 
but I mean that local yeah. Division Three college football. I mean, it, it, it is big. And like, was it in 2017 they actually had the match at Target Field? They've yeah. had the match at Target Field a couple times. And that, like, I think it was last year's match, actually set a record for a Division Three football game. So yeah, it's yeah. Kind of been, it's kind of cool in that regard. Yeah, it's just setting it up. You know, they've been playing. They've been they played 88 times, dating yeah. back to 1901. So. Just to set up, this isn't just your average college football no, game that's no. going to be happening. But why, are you, Sterling? Why are you ticked off about it? You know, philosophically, yeah, I just have this issue with putting throwball. I'm not even going to call it football. Okay, throwball on soccer balls. I mean, it's the same thing with the NFL going to England. I mean, it, Wembley looked like shit. Yep. after the last game. Yep. And it's just like it's a demanding sport mm-hmm. that destroys the turf. Yep. And it Allianz is like this beacon of hope yeah. for us all in I know. the Twin Cities. And it, the fact that we're we're caving to what I can only assume is some type of publicity stunt being manufactured by Manny Legos. <laughs> well, I th- you think this is a mini Legos thing? I, I, it is. I think you're absolutely right, though. In a sense, it is a publicity stunt. But don't you think that can be a good thing? The more, it's more people that are going to be maybe they're not soccer fans at all, but hey, they're college football fans. They're going to see the stadium. They're going to see the field maybe for the first time, I, and they're going to fall in love with it. Like, I like hey, the concept awesome. of this is ours. Keep your damn hands off. It's okay. This is what I was talking about Twitter. Okay. This goes exactly into what I was saying was that I purchased a new car two weeks ago, mm-hmm. okay? And I get the feeling. You don't want anybody, like, roughing up the new car, right? Yeah. You don't want the kids kicking the seat, you know? You don't want them... Money. But it is what it is. I mean, you just gotta, it's, it's going to get dirty anyways. So, I bought a G yes. in 2016. Yeah. <laughs> and... It, my dad and I were using it to haul sheetrock for our house. Yeah. And my dad scratched the side of the Jeep. Oh! It was within six months of buying this thing. And it... Exactly what you said. Yeah. It's one of those things where it's like, you're my dad, so I'm not going to get terribly upset. It's a scratch. It's a vehicle. It can be fixed if I really want it to be. Yeah. But don't do that. It's yeah. mine. Again, though, this it's a field turf that can be fixed. It's going to be okay. And it's not like the football fans are going to come in there and like puke all over the place okay. and screw things up for so, you. So, we talked about this uh, last episode when we were discussing Allianz's EVP. Yeah. And I said, you look at Soldier Field and Lambeau Field by yep. the end of the season, mm-hmm. they're heated. But yeah. by the time you hit December, they just look like shit. Yep. Yeah. And it, this is going to be, uh, what was the date? October 19th. October 19th. And that's yeah. Why yeah. Gonna, yeah, the timing. That so, the field, yeah, can be repaired. But what if we have a playoff game? What if? Playoffs. But that's playoffs. just it. That's, where, that's, that's my issue. And I have this in my notes. FO's expectations for the playoffs, low question mark. That's, that's my thought. Because well, it's like... Um, if they're gonna, if they're gonna, if they're gonna switch the playoff format, which Garber has suggested is gonna happen, oh, yeah, the finals yeah. is gonna happen before FIFA's yep. Yep, international yep. date. No more which legs. Means that's gonna be the heat 
of yep. a playoff time. Now, you yep. said the final has to happen before... Yeah. The final is supposed to be the first weekend in November it's instead of the first weekend in December. Way. Because the final... When is the FIFA International date? It was, uh, what was it, two weeks ago? Two weeks ago. It was, yeah. yeah. So mid-November. No, mid yeah, three weeks ago. So they're taking out those legs wow. that they have yeah, now really and just doing a one-off. And that's going to come up in our... And they're going to have to compress the season. Yeah, so it's yes. like, what if... We have a playoff game. Well, and it, this game could one yeah. uh, be an issue scheduling. Absolutely. Um, but two, it could damage the field. I, well, I just, maybe maybe listen to our last podcast about Dave's five-year plan. So there'll be seven two seven-year plan. So there'll be like a couple years of giant, and then after that, it'll say no, no, because we're going to be in the playoffs now. <laughs> so Corey, what do you think? Because you agree with me. I think it's a terrible idea. Uh, one, I don't want to use football either. I'm going to go with throwball as well. Thank you. Throwball. I think doing that in, in, in soccer stadiums is just ridiculous. It's It makes no sense. I mean, it, there's we built that billion-dollar Taj Mahal stadium four miles down the road. You want to get a bunch of people, throw it in there. Right. But Ziggy won't want to play in That's the problem. Right. I mean, you got... Target Field, you got, I mean, you got places they can go. I mean, yeah. play in Hamlet. Two, it's going to ruin the, it's going to ruin the pitch. Oh. I mean, I, I, I watched some LA Galaxy matches from, you know, at the end of the season because the Chargers yeah. are in there, and yeah. their field looks horrible. I mean, no. it's just bad. It's, I got a way around this. We're all going to wear Crocs. <laughs> They're all going to wear Crocs. It'll be fine. Okay, I, I, Crocs, <laughs> if they want to go with Crocs, I, I'm good with that. I mean, it's. It's just, it's just, it's just a bad. Yeah. I know. I, I understand where you guys are coming from. It's it's a new stadium and it's right. pristine. It's for soccer. It was paid right. for by a soccer guy. Right. That's that. But in Minnesota here, we like to always share things. Right. We're all about potlucks and stuff like that. So That's share true. The stadium. And, and, and maybe Target Field's a better venue, anyways. If they can, first of all, be. the baseball season's long over. Yeah. You know, they aren't playing any more baseball games there, so if they want to rip up the turf a little bit, yeah. that's okay. And, like last year, I had this, they, they got 37,000 people into that Target Field. But I think field the problem line. with Target Field was the sight lines were not the greatest. Oh, they really right. had to cram that 100 yeah. well, and they, they had the dirt on the infield. Yeah, and they had dirt oh, on the new yeah, field, yeah, too. You yeah. never so, liked that. Yeah, it looked kind of like the Green Bay Packers playing oh. at County Stadium. Oh, yeah, yeah, I remember like those Oakland days. Coliseum. Yeah. Oakland Coliseum, yeah. The Raiders. Or NYCFC playing at Yankee Stadium. Yeah, that's right, that's right. I just, I wonder if this is, I, I don't necessarily think this is going to be an annual thing. I think maybe it is just well, semi show off the stadium. Well, semi-annual, because They're going to do it one year. I think that'll be it. It, could it be. better be. We'll see. Yeah. I mean, but, I don't know. I think this is, my my opinion is, no more bashing Manny for this moment. Yeah. I think it's, it's Ziggy. Yeah. Saying, no, you're not going to play here because I can screw over Minnesota United. Oh. Because I know you're going to go to oh. them if <laughs> I say Conspiracy theory here. <laughs> I know Ziggy hates the I know Ziggy hates the ownership of Bulls. I guarantee it. He, he, despises, he despises the ownership. He was supposed, supposed to, to have a team. He was supposed to, but he was stupid and said, I'm going to play in at United Bank Stadium. And then I said, absolutely fucking not. We're not going to do that. <laughs> I mean, can you imagine... 
our hate for Atlanta should be transferred to Nashville. Well, because when Nashville comes up, that's Ziggy's team. Well, partially, partially, partially Ziggy's yeah. team. Now, wait a minute. You say, I mean, the MLS did not tell Ziggy they can't play at U.S. That, pretty much they, they did. did. So, yeah. well, and why? So because it's not like an, Atlanta. So there's, M, there's no. MLS rules about stadiums. Yeah. So they have they have to play on natural grass, which Atlanta got a, a waiver. Yeah. yeah. Okay. They yeah. they want them open air. Yep. And which Atlanta got away. Right. Yeah. And they want them a certain seat-wise. So, yeah. And U.S. Bank Stadium fails on every count. That's right. That's yeah. right. They yeah. could have. Now, Ziggy could have built U.S. Bank Stadium to be MLS ready. He yes. could have done that. Right. But he decided Anything? not to. I forget, yeah, that Atlanta does actually open up, doesn't it? Yes. Yeah. Yep. So when they play most of their matches in Atlanta, the roof is open. Because he could have done that with U.S. Bank. Yep. He decided not to. Right. And well, actually, he decided to. Actually, no, it wasn't Ziggy. It was more of, well, I can't fleece the taxpayers for any more money, so I yeah. can't do that. I'm not putting my own money into this crap. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's what he did. So yep. that's my conspiracy. I think it's Ziggy trying to screw over Minnesota. United. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> Does now, it go obviously, that far? being from Wisconsin and a Packer fan, I tend to hate Ziggy with anyone. I bet you do. I'm from Minneapolis, and, and I grew up four miles from the stadium, and I hate Ziggy Wolf, too. So it, I think it's, everybody not hates just, Ziggy. <laughs> it's not just Wisconsin. So I think we all hate Ziggy around here. I, I mean, the Vikings yeah, isn't a good job with them, but everything they did with the stadium has been like... yeah. What always gets me about the stadium a little bit here is the fact that when uh, they built the new uh, Allianz Field, yep. everybody's like, oh, more taxpayer money. And everybody was like... And the true fans here were like, no... Okay. He's spending his own money for that. Yep. Not like Ziggy. Yep. yep. Now he's actually spent. Well, that's taxpayer money. I'm like, no, it's not. You're, you're still in Vikings mode. This is MLS mode now. Well, and then I saw someone, uh, and maybe we even discussed it. Someone made the point, well, the bus barn is tax exempt land. Oh, yeah. yeah. So they're getting a tax benefit. I'm like, oh my God. Oh. It's like this, they're just reaching vanc- for something. <laughs> it's been sitting vacant for how many years now? For Pete's sakes. So. Yeah. All right, let's get on. We're going to get too crazy on this. I mean, so I, Dave, are you supporting of it? No, no, I'm not. I just wanted to bring up. I just wanted to. That's just, actually kind of surprising. I wanted to bring up a couple points just to say, you know, okay. this yeah. isn't just a college football game. It is kind of a big deal. Yeah, but no, I agree deal. with your points. I, and I am worried about the, the, the turf quality. Well, I think we're all worried about it. Yeah. But again, again, like I said, like it's like a new car. Yeah. You know, it's going to get dirty at some point. Right. You know? I just, I'm trying to, even though overall I'm against it, I just, I mean, like, maybe there is some advantages that's all I'm trying to look for. Like, just getting getting that on the, that Allianz field and even, in that case, balloons on more people's radar. Maybe that happens as a result of this game. Dave, have you done any field reporting? Because we'll send you out to the field after the game to check the turf. Well, I don't want okay? <laughs> Live on the podcast, we'll check the turf and make sure it's okay. <laughs> It'll this is Dave first, Stevens from Allianz Field. The turf be our looks first good. live recording. Just for that. <laughs> well, sign me up. I'll sign, sign you up. <laughs> I'll buy a ticket to the game and then charge the field afterwards. Hey, why not? Why wouldn't you? Um, let's, let's get off of that. Uh, so, there are a couple uh, text messages we had back and forth in the last two weeks uh, between the three of us regarding uh, some uh, yeah, Garber... Yeah, do we want to talk about Garber? Uh, I kind of want to get into the with, state of the league, or do we want to go with? Um, I want to get into the billionaire guy. So, uh, Lerner. Lerner, the yeah. For, for, former owner of Villa. Yeah, he sold yeah. it. Yes. 
Uh, and his comments about how, and you brought this up. Yeah. So any this, intelligent person should have looked at finances within the EPL before you buy a team. So background on Lerner, right? He buys Aston Villa. Villa for I don't know Whatever. how much. Billions of dollars, or hundreds of millions of dollars. It was, uh, it was so he bought it back in 2006, 118 million. Yeah, stats guy. So, and he's a learner's a big. Uh, he's got his hand in every little piece of whatever, and he wanted to get into pro into sports. Yeah. Somebody was in his ear and said, "Hey, you can get in the EPL, and it's you know, it's and he, uh, and he does have pro sports background, like his yeah. father, and like he's still the term, he, they've got you know the Cleveland Browns. Yeah, but again, American sports. Yeah. Okay. So, and so he was pissed off yep. when Villa gets relegated. Yep. And he finds out the reality of promotion relegation. Yes. Now, as teams get relegated, mm-hmm. their finances go to shit. And, yep. and Villa was a mainstay in the Premier League. So what year they was it that, that they got relegated? I don't know what they had in front of uh, a few years ago now. 20, end of 2016. I was going to say 15. Is it 15, 16? 16, yeah. And they, the, yeah. As far as the Premier League goes, there's only been two clubs, three clubs that have been in the Premier League since it started in 92. Villa was one of those three. And that's what I thought. So, but reading the whole article about his whole downfall, losing all this money and stuff, there's one thing that sticks out to me. It's the fact that the guy didn't do his homework on the EPL. He didn't realize you got to spend a lot of money on the EPL, and most of the owners there are not looking to make money in EPL. They're big soccer fans or they get into yep. it because that's that's that. He was looking at it from an American perspective of, well, the Cleveland Browns or whatever, I can make money because those teams like grow in value. Just like homes in the United States, they grow in value. Yep. EPL does not well, do that. I think yep. that, yeah, that, I, I agree with you, Tony. I think there's a couple things out of that article that really stood out at me. And, and since the Premier League was formed, um, the 20 clubs, the one thing that has happened, so the 20 clubs have increased their combined value nearly 15,000%. From around 100 million to today, yep. about 15 billion. So there was yeah. massive growth. Yes. So I mean, maybe he got in a little too late. But regardless of the fact, the other thing that kind of really kind of jumped at me is the, like once once you those owners now, they're they're almost making fear-based decisions. They have to because they and maybe they're irrational decisions. They have to. Decisions, yep. But they're making just they're trying to you know they're trying to stay alive. Yep. And in American sports, you don't have to do that. Yep. You can tank in American sports and it doesn't matter. Right. But in EPL, fact, you have to spend money. Next, like, you might get a better draft pick. Your mm-hmm. team, you can turn around your team. But That's you're right. In the, you're in the bottom three in the Premier League. You're relegated, and it's a significant drop. That's so. right, and that's that's the thing. It's, it's one of those deals where the EPL, I don't think he did his homework on the EPL. I don't think he looked into how much it's going to well, cost him per year to do yeah. it. I mean, he, he. I think he was a fan. Mm-hmm. Maybe of English soccer going back, but it's just it's, you know, the ownership. Well, I think somebody talked to him and said, "Hey, you know, here's the deal." So, yeah, and that's why yeah. I, I kind of mentioned it to you. And I mean, I I, I always kind of thought it was kind of a pipe dream, say for a, a, a North American based uh, soccer league to have that relegation. I yeah. always thought it was a long shot, and I think this is just one of those reasons why it is because yeah. the owners say in the MLS or any professional sporting league here in the United States, you know, it, it would be a tough sell if you it brought, would be. If, you know, to go from MLS as we know it now to yep. say whether it's a joining with the Liga MX or just growing the league over years and years, just getting to that point where you could even sustain a relegation basis, right. it would be a tough sell. Very tough. 
and I look at a guy like uh, Mark Cuban, who's a you know the billionaire owner of the Dallas Mavericks, and I said he would never get into uh, into EPLE because Absolutely he's not. smart enough not to do it. He knows what he's doing. Yep. Lerner, I think, I have a feeling he has some uh, guys who in his crew who said, "Hey, you should get an EPL," and, and kind of talked him up a little bit, yeah. and he didn't look at all the. Yeah. things going on. He, he, I think he did it. You know, he, I think he, lo- I think he loved soccer, and I think mm-hmm. he wanted a part of that mm-hmm. English Premier League. Like, yep. You know, he even meant they even mentioned in the article that, like, you know, two for two seasons, and I couldn't tell you the two seasons off the top of my head, but it, but point is, he bypassed you know having a major jersey sponsorship, you know, preferring for, to go with a for a, charity, a local charity, exactly. yeah, yeah, exactly so he, right. He could have had millions and millions of dollars, but he, he chose do to it. support a local charity, which mm-hmm. is great. You know, but, you're, but he lost those money. are millions of dollars that you could use to make those irrational decisions mm-hmm. to keep yourself out mm-hmm. of the bottom. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I think, um, as you already mentioned, you mentioned it in text as well, of how this might be a pretty good argument for how Pro-Rel will never be a big deal in the United States. And I actually have this in my notes for Garver's State of the Earth. So I'll bring it up now. Yep. I really think that he he hinted at we're going to clear 28 teams and probably push to 32. Yep. I think we're going to see pro run in Major League Soccer within that core of 32 teams because now you're going to have the ability to split two leagues. Two leagues, yep. At 16 each, yep. that's yeah. pretty So when you say pro ray, are you talking about a significant, like, your TV your TV partnerships, the, the money that's well, coming in from those, are you going to lose that? I think we're going to see, like, I think we would see it Americanized. You called it MLS right. 1 and MLS 2 right. or something right. yeah. like that. Yep. Yeah, would, I think it'll be Americanized in the sense that... would there be a drop-off? There would, have there would be a slight drop-off of some kind, but it's not going to be significant no. like you see this has actually been tried in American sports a couple times, and the biggest thing is uh, the Arena League did this. The Arena yep. League had a one and a two, yep. and I don't know if they did actually did relegation. They might have done relegation. They did. They did, yeah. And uh, but there was no the TV contracts. There was no TV contracts. I mean, there was a small TV contract, but not as big as MLS is going to have. Right. So it's possible, but I don't know if. I don't know if Americans are going to get behind it as much as Europeans do. It, it's it's a relatively foreign concept. It is. Yeah. I mean, a very mm-hmm. I mean, unless you're a soccer fan, or maybe you're a fan of pro basketball in Spain or Germany. Yeah, they yeah. have pro They have yep. that, yep. Um, I mean, yeah, it's, it's not... It would be a very interesting thing to see Americans have to deal with. Like yeah. the average American. Well, like Dave was saying, we'll have to Americanize it. So there'll be there. I don't think it'll be as bad as EPL relegation. I don't think no. they'll have, like drop. You know, yeah. the money the money situation will not be as huge in MLS that it will be in EPL. Right. It can't be. I agree. And they're already starting in the lower league. So now there's a USL one and USL right. two. Yeah. And, right. and the plan is in the next couple of years, they're going to go to pro rel. Right. So I think that's their testing thing, and like you said, eventually there, I think there's going to be an MLS one and an MLS two, and yeah. 
And, and the USL has championship too, right? They do. They built it just like England. They built a. Yeah. It's being built a lot like England's championship. So yeah, and that, yeah. From a fan standpoint, that's that would be so exciting, I think, because it's look at look at the United point of view, the Loons point of view. Yeah. I mean, if you're sitting in the ninth spot oh, all yeah. year. Yeah. Man, it makes those games. Okay, maybe you've kind of given up playoff hope in the last month or two of the season, but boy, oh boy, are you fighting for every That's game to try and keep yourself out of the box. It also pushes ownership to make those tough decisions on not to give up, getting guys and that type of stuff. And they're going to spend more money. And you're going to find out if the Loon's ownership group has as much money as they do yep. and are willing to use it. Exactly. Well, I think willing to use it is the key word. Yeah. And use it well. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. Because, I mean, like Arthur Blank, he's not going to care about relegation. He'll be like, well, just have some more, uh, what is he, is he Home Depot guy? Is he Home, he's home Depot? It's right? Home yeah, Depot. Yeah. He'll just open a bunch more Home Depots. It'll be fine. He'll sell some more saws and hammers. It'll be good. <laughs> he just take money from Atlanta. Falcons. Yeah. It's not like they're using it. Yeah, our, that's true. Our owner, you know, he can't sell any more stock. He already did that crap. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. And that didn't look so hot. No, let's, yeah, he can't do that again. Yeah. No. no. Um, so the Garber interview, let's get into that a little bit. Yeah, so it was the state of the state of the league. Um, I just took notes from SI's article. Yep. Um, you know, and so touch points. Yeah, he discussed the new playoff format. He expects the format. He didn't tell us what it is, but he expects it to be approved by the uh, owners next week. Yeah. And I don't know when that next week is, right. if it's tomorrow or what. Um, but he, you know, it's been hinted at, it's been reported. I think The Athletic had the initial report a week or two ago about how it was going to be ending before the FIFA International. Yep. Yeah. Which means. It's going to completely change the format. I it's, mean, it's going to be significant. So they'll have to get rid of the the. Uh, it would two have to be games, single elimination. Single elimination, and they're going to play them quicker than they do now. They'd have to. Yeah, okay. it's going to have to be like a couple days off, and that's it. There's yeah, I no mean, more... I think it would be probably a lot like the NFL, where it's mm-hmm. week, you know, this week, this week, a week off. Yeah. Fine. Yeah. Yep. And even something I had saw is that. That like the early, early rounds when the, it first starts when you get the lower seeds, that they're going to go Saturday, Wednesday, Saturday. Oh, wow. So just to, just to you know, narrow, the, narrow the field down a little bit. Yeah, so, okay. that All would. Right. And now I thought one of the interesting things that he, he mentioned was uh, making the – whatever they're doing is going to make the early season games as important as the end of season games. And I don't understand if you're if you're trying to if you're trying to make the March April May games important. I don't know what you would do because the only time you get that is when you're doing a table format right. yeah. where every game matters. Yeah, the playoffs make that end of the season games more important. Unless they go to like a Liga MX format where they have a first half and a second half. And that's, that's true. And Maybe. which we talked about on the podcast a couple months ago was the kind of the partnership with League MX. We haven't heard that's true much You've about got that weird, uh, you know, League MX MLS has been talking about yeah doing yep. something and maybe that's what they're going to do, and maybe that's the next step to getting them to combine leagues. Yeah, that's a, that's our crazy theory. 
that Liga MX and MLS are going to control. Oh, I, yeah. good. I'm not alone in that thought. So. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> it, yeah, I mean, it's, it's possible. I mean, yeah, I think it is. Yeah. Well, that league's going bankrupt, so. Yeah. Well, and I think both <laughs> I think both leagues could help each other out. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. But what does that mean for our friends to the north? The Canadians? Yeah. Who gives a shit? <laughs> Well, they, they're they, starting their own league. Yeah, they have their, yeah. the Canadian yeah. Premier League. Yeah, Canadian Premier League. What do they play, like, two times, uh, two two months out of the year? I, I don't know. Is it summer that long even? I don't think so. <laughs> Over the field, like, warms up a little bit. They're like, oh, play a bunch of games. They yeah. play them all at the end of July. Is that yeah. pretty much? Yeah. <laughs> um, I shouldn't say that. I'm, I'm, from the, <laughs> I'm from the Iron Range. We're pretty close to Canada up there. Hello, Canadian yeah, friends. Yeah, but all that stuff. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So then the next point was expansion, which I kind of already addressed. Yeah, yeah. You know, you've got Cincy coming in next year. You've got Nashville and Miami in 2020. And Austin. And, and Austin, Austin 2021. in 2021. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Yeah. Well, no later than 2021. Right. Yep. And so I had the I, – I don't know if I brought it up on the podcast. But I had the theory that – this is out on the Twitterverse, so I – Yeah. You know, if it ever comes to fruition – evidence that I thought of this um, that Major League Soccer manufactured the whole Columbus thing M- okay. Austin was always going to happen yeah yeah. and uh, Precourt was always going to be the owner mm-hmm. of Austin but they manufactured this whole thing to get Columbus to figure out you have a team yeah, and you have a support base that can support this team get out and support your team yes because reality is everything just came together I mean all of a sudden pre-court's like yep I'm gonna leave some lawsuits filed that probably had no grounds legally and then lo and behold an ownership team shows up and MLS is all okay with it magically and so so for me, I think I think some of that uh, it seems and being Garber, mm-hmm. there's only one Don that is worse than Garber, and he happens to be in Washington D.C. That's as political as I'm going to get. Um, okay. <laughs> I just say Don Corleone. I was like, oh, okay. um, uh, he's better. Yeah. <laughs> so being Garber. I can see it. I can just see Absolutely. him manufacturing this this thing to to happen. So that's kind of the side. Well, but, you, but I, I'm going to say this. And we talked about this before. Is that MLS is the fifth league in the United States? Yeah. You know, well, Whatever you can do to get people to kind of you know see things that are going on. I'd argue this. I would too. Whether but, it's the fifth league or not, I mean, there's no reason. I mean, can't. They, they should be able to get fourth for sure. Fourth? I, I think mean, they're above hockey at this point. Oh, I don't know about that. In most, part, a, in most parts of the country, they sure. have to be, I'd say. Yeah. Maybe not here in Minnesota, but in most parts of the country, they are. Yeah. Get yeah. them ahead of hockey for okay. sure. Yeah. All right. Um, but, I mean, that being said, I mean, why, there is why, there's no reason they can't grow to the size of, say, the NFL or NBA. You know, in that 30 to 32 range. You know, the we, it's a big enough country. Again, I'll say this. They can't. They've done a good job of growing at a rate that's 
good for them. They haven't grown too fast. It's unsustainable. It can't. Sustainable. It can't happen overnight. You can't jump from 20 to 30. And I think that obviously. what Garber's saying and doing these couple of years of expansion yeah. is will work. Yeah. You can't just bring in a bunch of teams and then try to do it. Well, and um, the thing is, is, if you look at those those teams, Austin is the only Western Conference team. Yeah. So you're gonna have an you're gonna have an imbalance. Or they're gonna have to realign. So let's see. It's 20, there'll be a realignment. It's 24 next year with Cincinnati, yep. and then so it'll be even, even at 24, yep. and then by. So then, uh, in 2020, you're going to have a plus two on Nashville the East and because Nashville and Miami, and then 2021. So a little supporters talks or inside knowledge, and I'll share because I'm that yeah. guy. Uh, the the rumor out there is that Chicago's moving west. So uh, that wouldn't surprise me. So that that would that would give you your bounce. The they would conference. move move from the Eastern Conference to the Western Conference. And actually, that's that's a good thing because I think that. When you look at uh, Minnesota, Chicago, KC, you get that whole yeah. rivalry triangle type of thing going on. And it, I can't believe how much, I mean, on Facebook, I've noticed Chicago Fire supporters hate Minnesota. Yes, they do. Yeah. And it, it's like, I mean, of course, we're 2-0 and against them. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but it's incredible. So I think it's a good rivalry. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, John and I went down in 2017. Yeah. And it, I would do that every year. Yep, for sure. They do have a shitty stadium. Yeah, what did we see? Was well, it yes. 2014? We saw 2014, we saw, we saw the them impact, against... Uh, Montreal Impact. In, the Impact, yeah. And they and they got rid of one of the best features of that stadium was the Bud Light party deck right. in the back where Johnny Elvis get hit in the head with the soccer ball because <laughs> he was sitting there. I mean, you know, it's... it's uh, you want to protect your belongings yeah. when you're traveling to the stadium. Yeah, exactly. uh, said it. I mean, it's terrible. I think it's not a good location. I think the yeah. state, yeah, exactly. The stadium's fine. It's soccer specific. It's yeah, a nice the stadium little stadium. stadium. Okay. It's a nice field. I mean, but it's not great. The location, it's concrete is, square. The no, fact not. that they bust us from the light, the tram, the light rail, yeah. to the stadium and said, "No, you don't, we don't want you walking through here." I'm like, "That's kind of interesting. It's not that far." I'm like, well, "We have to take a bus." Yeah. Well, I mean, it's not the best place, but. I, I mean, is, East Cicero is a questionable area yeah. of Chicago. Yeah. Uh, I mean, with that said, you know, it's not awful. If, question, I would do it every year. Question though, if they do, if they move to the west, yeah, will there be a, will there there be a rivalry with Chicago? Do you think that'll happen? Because we really haven't seen that with KC. There's one now with Chicago. Really? Yeah. I, I Even think, in, yeah, there is. Okay. I, I, I think that it's it's an interesting it's like the I ninety four rivalry. It's easy. Okay. Yeah. You know, we're we're intruding in on their territory by claiming yeah. Wisconsin. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I think they Well and the fact that they can't draw anybody uh, for attendance wise it, it helps. I, I think the noise that we made there in twenty seventeen Got to some people. I still remember. I was, I was about know, ten feet from the aisle. Yeah. And so that section over, their fans just kept looking at us. Yeah. And I'm just they like, I'm just like, this is this is it. This is what you do. You don't mm-hmm. just stand, sit there on your the yeah. and and watch. And the, you know, it was like, you know, t- you know, thirty, forty somethings with their kids. Yeah. But it it was still like, 
I'm 38. I have kids, and I'm standing here right. chanting and singing. And yep. But you know, we got the, now we have the uh, Madison connection now. So we exactly. took some more pieces. We took the flamingos from them, yeah. which is cool. Yeah. So I mean, let me ask you a question. So True North Elite, are you guys going to go to the Madison games when they happen? Or are you guys going to be talking about yeah, that? Yeah, so the, the new supporters group for Madison Forward, or Forward Madison or whatever, I, I can't figure that out, um, called The Flock, yeah, which Flock. they just announced. So uh, two of the three guys that started it are actually friends of mine. Oh, cool. Okay. cool. So, yeah, we, we're working on a uh, affiliate connection with them as well. So nice. It's more than likely they're going to come up for a couple of United matches and stand with True North Elite. We'll go down for a couple matches and stand yeah. with the flock. Awesome. And kind of get that partnership together that the team yeah. has with them. So I mean, I would imagine we're going to see Mason Toy down there. We're going to oh, yeah. see probably um, Wyatt Almsberg yep. down there. Um Probably Carter Manley. Carter Manley. Um, now, however, they got rid of all of our fullbacks, so maybe Manley's going to be a starter. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> considering what they've done in the past, uh, he might end up being. They got one um, fullback. But. Yeah, that's all right. Yeah. I mean, because Miller's not signed yet, right? Miller's no. not signed. They offered, they tendered a contract. Tender, yeah. They tendered a contract. Uh, the expansion draft is on the 11th. Sorry. Okay. That's I expect him to be signed on the 12th. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, interesting thing is, he's, uh, I'm doing my MBA through uh, Southern New Hampshire. Okay. He was actually in my class this, this okay. past term. And I, I, was, I sent out a, or I comment, we have discussion posts that right. we had to do. And I, I commented on one of his posts because I was like, hmm, Eric Miller from yep. Minneapolis. <laughs> and he's interested in international sports. Yeah. I've, Bet. And the fact that Southern New Hampshire is a major partner of MLS, I'm like, hard to believe yeah. this isn't him. And so I, I I responded to one of his posts, and I, I just put coil at the end. Yeah. He, he didn't respond. <laughs> I, I, I kind of, that was literally week one, uh, and it's now the class is over this week. Yeah. I, I was a little disappointed, but it's still kind of interesting. I hope he sticks around. I don't have yeah, me too. I think he's a serviceable pullback. Well, you didn't think someone we traded for. That was because of Sam. I know. I liked Sam. I know you like Sam. I'm still pissed. I know. <laughs> and the fact that he has been re-upped by Colorado makes yes, me he more has been. pissed. Yes. Because he worked out for that. Mm-hmm. So, anyway. Yeah, so, I mean, just getting back to Ford, you know, Ford and Madison FC, I mean, I have to admit I hadn't heard of them, but, it, I mean, they're they're new. They're, they are. Yeah. They're, it's they, inaugural season. Yes. Yes. Season. And they have two. Connections to Minnesota United, right? But they have the GM or VP is knows Manny, yeah, so, something like that. So the VP, what uh, I think, I think he's the VP, Pete, uh, Peter Wilt. Yeah. So he started Indy Eleven, which was an NSL non-USL. He started helped start Chicago Fire. So he's a longtime soccer guy. And he's known Manny for yeah. decades, and and before that, he knows Buzz as well. So it, it's that that partnership. As soon as they announced that team. It made sense. It made sense, yeah. So so we'll have an opportunity to go and see some young players play. Yeah. Um, it's too bad the season doesn't 
hang over into is it not October? Too, does it not like is it their USL? This they'll be part of USL one or US USL two. USL two. two. Yeah. Okay. yeah. And there, but that season runs concurrently more or less. More or less. Yeah. Runs yeah mid April to mid September. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's too bad that it's not over Halloween. Because it would be fantastic to be able to go to Madison. Oh, God, could you imagine Halloween and I mean, I guess I haven't been down there in years, but Halloween 2001, yeah. there was like tear gas. Oh, I bet. Oh, yeah. It was pretty impressive. Madison, Wisconsin. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Stevens and I actually, years ago when we were, I think we were just 21, 22, we went down to the Quad Cities to see Joe Maurer play. For the single A affiliate uh, River Bandits. Okay. And that was cool because, like, as a Minnesota Twins fan, they get Joe Maurer, they draft him, and then we get to go watch him play minor league ball, and then we get yep. to see him kind of grow up into the superstar he became. So, with the Madison thing, I'm kind of excited because I can go see some young, talented uh, guys who will probably be on the loons at some point, and, you know, yep. have and a good it, time. You know, for me, being from Wisconsin, and it's just kind of a cool. You know, they don't have an MLS team, and yep. yeah. moving to Minnesota, it's the one, one team that I can actually support without having, you know, feel, feelings of betrayal. Feel bad? Yeah. Like your Packers and your Brewers? Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it's it's a cool connection. I, I, I really like it. it yeah, it should really be interesting. Fun. Yeah. And it's about time. It is about time. Well, we need I, I think we, I think the, the fact we didn't have an affiliate last year... Or this past season uh, really, really burned us. Well, we were dumping guys to Las Vegas and uh, other places. and, and You know, and in, in fact, last episode, we, we talked about two episodes. We talked about the roster moves. Yep. And, it, you know, I really felt like Hang Up and uh, Bertrand and Co. could yep. have been something. But we hung on to them because we had no place to, to send them. Send, send them, them for yeah. Loan. Yeah. Yep. And so they're dumped off and caught. Mm-hmm. Wow. And then you just with this, you'll get the freedom of being able to call these players back anytime yeah. you like. Yep. Yeah. I think they said twenty-four hour, forty-eight. Twenty-four hours, twenty-four hours. Yeah. And then being so close, I mean, it's right. they can be there like right away. I mean, if you wanted to fly, it'd be half hour flight. Half hour flight. Yep. Yeah. So, um, otherwise, something I want to point out start the State of the League uh, Solidarity Rangers. So this has always been a touchy subject with the United States. Because, of course, there was a lawsuit years ago against USSF where in the settlement it was determined that solidarity payments were illegal. And so USSF has always said academies, club, you know, development clubs can't get money from the sale players. Yep. Right. Well, Garber in the State of the League mentioned that he's changing his opinion on the solidarity payments. Yeah. Now, that would be a significant shift because MLS and USSF are, you know, bedfellows. Yes. And so the fact that all of a sudden MLS is saying, wait a second, we just lost Davies, we're losing uh, uh, Zach Steffen. Zach Steffen. You know, uh, Adams, right? Adams? Tyler Adams. Just left for uh, uh, Leeds. Yep. 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 So, all of a sudden, MLS is starting to lose these developing players. And they're not getting as much compensation as they probably could if we participate in solidarity. Yeah. So, I think that's kind of interesting because 
it's a it's a departure from USSF. Well, I think in that article, Garbo stated that you know the MLS has always had previously been about like hoarding players and yeah. keeping them in. Now he's saying, well, I think we got to switch it up a bit. We got to let players go. They want to be and get selling. players back, yeah. and they want to be sellers and buyers at the same time because they were just buyers yeah. for a long time. We like to get players and keep them, you know. Yeah, and so, it, yeah, being a selling league—that's another one of my notes. You know. That's huge. You know, yeah. You've got like Argentina, Brazil, they're selling leagues. Yep. Look at their national teams. If you can develop a player that is valuable in Europe, yep. your national teams do pretty well. Yeah. And if we can get to that point, and I think we're starting to. Yeah. Um, it's possible. Yeah. It's, again, it's a slow growth thing. Yeah. You know, we I wanted mean, to be hoarders for a long we're, time. We're 22 now we're years old. Yeah. It's about time. Yeah. We got some good players that we grow from the United States, you know, that we could oh, absolutely. sell. Absolutely, yeah. Maybe someday, one of our U12s. Yeah, let's go. We had a U15, I think, goalkeeper that made US team. Didn't we? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe one day we'll have a U15. Him, I don't remember his name. Uh, maybe he'll he'll sign with Chelsea. Maybe. <laughs> You never know. You never or, know. Or Arsenal. You never know. Uh, it's it's <laughs> so crazy. I mean, soccer is so behind the eight ball in the United States in terms of growth of yeah. good players. Because you know, yep. kids, like I played soccer for seven years, right? I didn't want to be a soccer player when I grew up. Right. I'd be a baseball player. That's, the, that's America's sport. Yep. You know, it was too small to play. But you couldn't hit a ball and you couldn't... Right. I couldn't hit a ball, so they put me in cross country, and that was it. Yeah. Because I could run really fast. But soccer, you know, you get these kids growing up. I look at my six-year-old, Nora, and she loves soccer. And then I look at the women's stuff going on now, with the league, and it's kind of starting to grow. And she could potentially, if she wanted to, become yeah. a professional soccer player. Okay? Back when I was a kid, no. You, you didn't. You weren't going to go to Europe. Right. What Americans went to Europe to play soccer? You know, right. very few. And there was no really MLS at that time when I was... Alexi did. Well, Alexi, yeah, one guy. Sorry. Yeah, that's yeah. okay. So I think, we're kind of, I think we're kind of growing the sport into now kids can see right. that you can become a, a major league soccer uh, player, you know? So, thank you. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's, it's a good thing. Yeah. Um, I think Major League Soccer has been a little bit too focused on, is it money, something that they think that they can just manufacture money out of the thin air. Yeah. So I think the fact that they're looking at these solidarity payments, looking at becoming a selling league, yeah, it's still focused on money, but now it's, it's focused on that other area of money where right. it's like we need to develop these players mm -hmm. to yep. make them yep. that's that's important yeah we need to grow yeah. we need to grow um stevens do you have the list of uh, upcoming dates i do what's yeah, going on here up. can you list those off again we got today's an important day yeah we've got a couple things happening we're in the very near near future actually today's literally a very important day what's today Not why so awesome it's the half day trade day. is that today oh, or it's half day, day. Uh, so it's going on right now. Yeah. Yep. 
Yeah, it's from it's over. It was 8 a.m. to 12 p.m. Okay. Central yeah. Time. So I was checking Twitter all podcasts. I didn't see. Yeah. So I mean, you'd wonder. We'd, you would think we'd see some news coming out of this because that's where they, you know, yeah. that's where they have their opportunity to wheel and deal. And we uh, we trades. did make one last year. Anybody guess who that was? No, I don't. Was it? Uh, was that? No, that. No. Uh, his his name may rhyme with our manager's name. Oh, that's right. We did get Harrison oh. Heath. Harrison Heath? On this day. Not so much rhyme as be exactly the same. It's, it's interesting <laughs> that it's such a it's a four-hour window, yeah. you know, the day after the finals. It's such a short period. Well, and then the, after that, they got a lock in their expansion draft roster. Yep. So. yep. And then speaking of that, that's uh, December 11th, so uh, just in yeah, a few days, Wednesday. December 11th? Yep. yep. Or okay. Tuesday, rather. Yep. All right. And then the, the draft is... That's December 11th. 11th. So yep. our next episode, the draft will have happened. Yep, well, next episode will be right before Christmas, so we'll know about the draft, maybe. Depending on if you're going to be here or not. Yeah, it's all My happening. company is a week off. Yep, in the next two weeks. So, yeah, the expansion draft is the 11th we mentioned, then the day after is the, is the waiver draft, basically. Any players who have been waived, um, they go, they don't, or if they don't qualify for the free agency yep. or re-entry, but, like, typically young players maybe need to leave. But, and then, uh, then you have... The re-entry draft on the 14th and 20th, so it's all happening in the next week or two. Yep. Well, yeah, we'll know a lot more two weeks from now. That's for sure. Yeah, we'll see if anybody from the United gets picked in the expansion draft. I don't think they will. I don't think so. Because Cincinnati's, like we talked about, Cincinnati's kind of like us. They have their own players they've already kind of brought in. Yeah. I think so. we agree. There's a good chance that nobody is taking from the United. However, now this would be stupid, but however. There is rumor, there are rumors, this is from Jeff Ruder at The Athletic, that FC Cincinnati is very interested in Miguel Ibarra. Yes. Why would they So do? you would hope no. that we protect Miguel Ibarra. I hope so. Jeez. Because at least you can get something. That would just be a dagger to the heart right there. As, as we've discussed, yeah. it would be yeah. suicide it would be. for them well, yeah, to let you, him go. I mean, I just, you look at the, they have 11 players that they can protect. You know, if they want to get some, even if they end up trading for him or making a deal, well, yeah, why wouldn't you protect him? Because then you get the reason for nothing right. if you don't choose to protect they him. They can't one afford to lose 11, Miguelibar. I can't yeah. imagine 11 players that they, well, you know, because they don't have to protect. <laughs> they can't. The, the United, they don't have to protect designated players. They yeah. don't have to protect homegrown players. They're, yeah. they're automatically safe. Yeah. So right. you tell me 11 other players that they wouldn't protect other than the Yeah, bar, I think our yeah. roster's only 15. So it could yeah. be tough. Yeah. yeah, 14. 14 if they sign Eric Miller. Could you imagine if they did, they lost Rodriguez and uh, Ibarra in the same Ramirez. year? Ramirez, sorry. People would cheer if Rodriguez. Yeah, Ramirez and Ibarra in the same year. Oh, my God. Um, just rip the Band-Aid off. <laughs> yeah, rip it off. Well, no. No. I won't speak on rumors and hearsay that I hear in my ear, so. I mean, it's... All right. <laughs> now that just makes us all intrigued. Yeah. Right. So, all intrigued. so rumors and hearsay are is that you're probably going to lose Ibarra this offseason, so. Ugh. And I can believe Especially it. Especially with Finley and Molino coming back. Yeah. Ugh. I can Miguel, believe it. Miguel's a very, well, at that point, will be a very expensive bench player. Right. Now, however, my theory is you could move Molino to a an eight position playing alongside a really good six and you would have room for the yellow card. Yeah, you well yeah. You would. Now however that you have Romario there too. 
Right. But well, you'd have better. Molino's a Heath guy, right? Molino's a, definitely a Heath guy. But technically, and Miguel Ibarra was a Heath. In 2015, yeah, he was. Uh, Adrian Heath actually tried to get Miguel Ibarra from um, Leon. Yeah, yeah. So, but just, now, however, 2017, there's a potential falling out between those two. I just can't see them losing Ibarra this year. I just, yeah. I just, I don't. Know. I, I mean, you're taking the whole bandit off from the the Blaine the Blaine days, you know? Right. But he's the logical one. And I and I think if you're if you're gonna rip that band-aid off, you rip that band-aid off as you're walking in the Allianz field. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. people forget. Yep. People forget. I won't forget. I won't forget either. But I love that guy. So do I. But I like his dog. He's just a little. He's, he's got a nice. But dog. I mean, if, if do you think there's a way we can avoid just losing him for nothing? Can we make a move? Oh, we can make moves. There's yeah. there's there's teams interested. Well, in LAFC's even. LAFC is interested. LA Galaxy is interested. Oh. Portland Timbers are interested. And he's from Southern California. Yeah, I know, makes sense. I know. FC Cincinnati's interested. Reunite. Uh, Reunite. Reunite. It feels so good. Huh? Red Bulls are interested. Oh. Now, however, that'd be... It would be like taking a night, a really dull knife, yeah. and stabbing and twisting to put him on LA Galaxy. It would be. Yeah. Because oh, would then hurt. they'd be in the... Him and Christian would be in the same city, but they're like... That would hurt. But direct rivals. Right there. Yeah. Plus, it's the galaxy. So. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to cry. I'm seriously going to cry. So, with that note. Yeah. Uh, you, uh, Gold Cup sold out fastest in Gold Cup. That's right. Gold, Gold Cup, Cup sold out really fast. Uh, That's pretty big. Sterling will be there. And we haven't decided I, if uh, who's going to be there with him. Or if I'm even going to let him in. Well, okay, let's not go to Dave, Stevens' idea of let's have a, a lottery yes. that you're included in. You, well, that was, you that was the, the biggest That was percentage. the home opener, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> you should do it for all your tickets. The home right, opener right. was to lottery off my three tickets. Right. You'd have the best chance of winning. You'd have the most ping-pong balls. give me a ticket. <laughs> yeah. You'd have the I most like, ping-pong balls. They're yes, my exactly. season tickets. They're his tickets. Come on. Well, wait, I'm just trying to make things interesting, even for you. I mean, we're not... I, Again, so it's Tuesday. It's 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 a June eighteenth. Yeah, so we, yeah. Got, we got a few months to decide. Here. Well, and I looked at ticket prices on the uh, aftermarkets, and they're they're going for about yeah, what they uh, they're yeah, yeah. yeah they're the, and plus and again as I mentioned, there's a chance that I'll try to get AO tickets. And we bought we tickets. went to the Gold Cup uh, in Kansas City, in Kansas City yeah. a couple of years ago, yeah. and our tickets I think we bought them for face value. They were reasonable. Yeah, yeah. yeah. they were good. So yeah. I'm not worried about it. We'll go. We'll yeah. be there. Uh, uh, you know, that's all I got for notes. Other than Megan Ryan pointed she's, that out, she's leaving. She's leaving. Yeah. coverage at the yeah. strip. And now that's it's uh, going on to a more, you know, a, a big, a big, I mean, yeah, you yeah. Know, a big promotion. Moving up to the go for sports. Yeah, go for sports. Go for nation. I don't know. I, I mean, it's interesting. I wouldn't say that's a big promotion. Yeah. It seems more like a lateral move, if that. Well, um, but we got uh, what's his name? Uh, Jerry Zagoda. Yeah. Yeah. Who you? I swear he used to do the T wolves. He did do the T wolves stuff. Yeah, he did. As long as what's his name? What is his name? Who? The the one that we keep picking on. Oh, the guy, the other guy from Stuart. Well, yeah. who's, uh, I can't remember his name. He, I can't think of his name. He writes the stupidest articles. The opinion pieces. Yeah. All for the truth. Yeah. For, yeah. The, for the Star Tribune. But he, what's he we talking? We picked on him a number. He's of not times. a beat writer. He's yeah. just a. 
He's just a random guy. Yeah. But the last article we had was it about uh, European so- something about uh, the violence and the yeah violence and uh, European soccer and how it's going to hurt in the U.S. It's going to come to U.S. soccer. I'm like, dude, seriously. Yeah, he reached out to us for an interview. Oh, he did. So you know who we're talking about? I know who you're Fantastic. talking about. Couldn't tell you his name. He because we turned him down so fast that I couldn't even yeah, tell you. Yeah, because he, he he just it was just the the talking point. The big it was the Copa Libertadores match yeah. between yeah. Boca Juniors and uh, yeah. and River Plate. Oh yeah, it wasn't. So you've read his articles? I've read his articles. And do you? I, are you like us? Are you like what? What are you talking about? Yeah, he, he has no clue what he's talking. Do you about. remember when I came back from October? Came back from Argentina in October, and I told you, oh, it's all about Boca Juniors yeah. and River Plant down there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, oh yeah, it's yeah. This guy, I don't understand how he gets articles in Star Tribune. He writes the stupidest stuff. <laughs> well, he, I mean, most people don't have a good barometer of soccer, so yeah. and it. You know, everyone looks at it as paint dry. I think, yeah. like, the articles that he wrote, I would describe as, like, clickbait. Yeah. They're so, click, they are clickbait. Well, yeah. Well, I'm glad you guys didn't do an interview with the guy. Yeah. Oh, no, absolutely not. I'm glad you guys came to us. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Because we're not, uh, we don't do that kind of crap around here. Yeah. Well. Jeez. What? You know, we don't do that kind of clickbait stuff. We, we typically don't do uh, newspaper interviews, so. Really? Yeah. Dead media, huh? Oh. We we like media we can actually uh, control live. So Oh, there you go. There you <laughs> go. Yep. Yeah, your words don't get all Yeah, I get you. I get, you. I get you. I get you. I get you. Um so I I think we're uh, we covered that we didn't talk a lot of loons this podcast. Yeah, there wasn't except anything for the really uh, two North League guys. Once again, thank you for coming out. Oh, you're welcome. Glad we could join and Zach. And Zach, and Zach, Zach we had to can't limp. forget about Zach. Zach went to limp off. Yep. Yep. Got a uh, broken, uh, broken wheel there. Yeah. Uh, yep. But uh, yeah, thanks again for coming out. Oh, appreciate it. Enjoyed uh, it. I'm sure you guys will have fun here at Dual Citizen during the upcoming season. Yes, we will. Good times. Um, all right. So for myself, Tony, for Dave and Dave, uh, the guys from Two North Elite, Zach and Corey, uh, we will talk to you guys in uh, two weeks. Good. Thanks.
Celebrate the 4th of July from the comfort of home and save on must-haves during Kohl's Friends and Family Sale. This Thursday through Sunday, take an extra 20% off festive tops for the family, patio furniture, and get 10% off outdoor toys. Plus, get Kohl's cash. Plus, limited contact store drive-up. Shop Kohl's and Kohl's.com. Offers valid June 25th through 28th. 20% off with promo code FAMILYSHOP. 10% off toys, offers, and coupons do not apply. Select styles. Some exclusions apply. See store or Kohl's.com for details.